0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University. We're going to talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Emminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. Everyone is welcome. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I am in your fandom. Happy B-Day, everyone. Beyonce's album is finally out after six years since her last solo album. And you guys, it was worth it. That's such big stakes to have to impress everyone. After six years, there's a lot of pressure on it. You know, you better have had something good cooking in those six years. And let me tell you, bitch, Beyonce did. It did not disappoint. That album had me gasping for air. It snatched my wig, it snatched my whole body. Report me as a missing person because I am gone after that album. It was so fucking good. I was shaking. If you haven't listened to it, please do. We're gonna actually talk about that today. We're gonna go over Beyonce's album being leaked two days before and what Beyonce had to say about it. It was a lot of tea. We're going to talk about who Jojo Siwa said was her most rude celebrity she's ever met. And that person responded, and it's so funny. And then we are going to talk about Dua Lipa at one of her concerts. Someone set off fireworks in the arena. We're going to talk about Shawn Mendes canceling his tour, Fifth Harmony's 10-year anniversary, and what all the girls had to say about it, including Camila. And then we're going to talk about how the kardashians literally stopped instagram's new update and how they did it but before we get into everything make sure to rate this podcast five star on instagram and spotify why did i say instagram on apple podcast and spotify you know if you've already done that thank you so much post a screenshot of you listening to it on your instagram story and tag me and i will hit you up in your dms i appreciate it so much and let's get into the episode welcome to pop culture university take your seats
1: Please do not be alarmed, remain calm. Do not attempt to leave the dance floor. The DJ booth is conducting a tr- tr- troubleshoot test of the entire system. I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. Don't even waste your time trying to compete with me. No one else in this world can think.
0: Beyonce is back and I'm sleeping real good at night so I just listened to the album it came out like what four hours ago I was at the gym and I listened to the whole thing and I think it's the best workout I've ever gotten I think my muscles grew 10 sizes it was such a dancey disco-y album and it filled my whole soul it filled my whole soul ew that sounded weird to say But it really did. I was having so much fun. Let me tell you my top in the album. And then maybe if you have listened to it, you can tell me yours as well. But everyone was literally so good. Beyonce just takes music to another level. No one makes it like her. She doesn't even make it for the radio anymore. She just makes it for her fans. Like her music is almost too complex and too good for the radio. It's not simple enough. It's not pandering to the masses. It's pandering to intelligent consumers of music. And that's what this album did. She made another skipless album. But my top five were cozy, church girl, pure honey, thick and alien superstar. So listen to those ones. Let me know if they're your faves too or if you disagree. So the album went so good. I really think she's going to win album of the year. Sorry, Harry Styles. Sorry, Adele sorry Lizzo try again it's gonna be a full soaker circle moment remember in 2016 when Adele and Beyonce were both up for album of the year and Adele won but everyone thought Beyonce would win and it was like oh face crack what the fuck is Adele gonna say and she got on stage and said Beyonce should have won this lemonade was so monumental so monumental and Beyonce was crying looking up I think we're gonna have that situation again but reversed except Beyonce like should win. Like Adele should not win. Sorry to Adele. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Looking great too. But Beyonce's got this one in the bag. However, the album was almost stopped in its tracks because it was leaked two days early. And I don't know if you guys know this, but when albums leak, it's a huge fucking deal. Record labels go crazy. It's like that uh, scene of SpongeBob in his head where all the SpongeBob's in his head are in an office and the office is on fire. And they're all running in circles, shooting each other. That's what record labels do when albums get leaked. Because if it's leaked, everyone hears it for free on an illegal streaming service or Twitter or something. They don't make any money. And it's super, like millions of dollars, super expensive to produce an album because of all the crazy equipment and everyone they have to hire and everything like that. So it's a huge panic. Numbers drop on the charts as well. So they don't get that status, that kind of push anymore and when songs leak sometimes people don't even put them out anymore that's happened many times before to some of your favorite artists cardi b was about to release a song but she was like never mind it leaked fuck you iggy azalea her song switch it never even came out red light yellow light green light switch it was a good song it's featuring anita which is crazy looking back because i was like before anita blew up but yeah it leaked so iggy was like fuck you guys i'm not putting it out and everyone listen to it and that's usually what happens like people don't respect the artist enough to not fucking listen to their leaked album they just want their work and they can't wait for it so they do it it's like out of love but if you really love the artist you shouldn't listen to it before it leaked so all the beehive members were threatening everyone near and far like the cold war out here hands hovering over the nuclear button if anyone streams that we will drop it um and they did a really good job at threatening everyone with a gunpoint to their head like if you listen to the album before time a red dot showed up on your forehead and then you died five seconds later because a beehive member was staring at you but all over twitter they were campaigning for no one to listen to it but people usually do listen to leaked albums but not this time they literally didn't the beehive stopped everyone from consuming this album before it was leaked if there was any Twitter video with a song leak they reported it they got that account banned and that's really a b-day miracle because that never happens but Beyonce just has that respect with her fandom and they know how hard she works on things and she's just the queen of music and the queen of everything so if there's one person who is gonna beat an album leak and still come out on top and have this great release night it's beyonce and she actually thanked the beehive we didn't think she was gonna comment on it but that's like her baby her album's her baby so I kind of thought she would she said, So the album leaked, and you all actually waited until the proper release time so you can enjoy it together. Oh, you can like sense the fear in this letter. Like, she's probably really scared that her album leaked because everything I just said, I've never seen anything like it. She said, Oh, I love Beyonce for that. Oh, she said, I can't thank you enough for your love and protection. Ah, she loves the beehive. Why am I like? crying i appreciate you for calling out anyone that was trying to sneak into the club early it means the world to me thank you for your unwavering support thank you for being patient we are going to take our time and enjoy the music i will continue to give my all and do my best to bring you guys joy i love you deep oh it like all worked out it had a happy ending because again these leads can go so bad so i'm so happy for her oh This album coming out was, like, really better than Christmas. I'm not even kidding. And all day today was, like, Christmas Eve, like, finally waiting for midnight for the album to come out. And everyone got to listen to it together. And I love that. But there was one person who actually was very mad that the album came out. And that is the singer-songwriter Khalees. So, Khalees? I don't even know any songs Khalees has. Let me look at her Spotify. I've Like, you guys know the name Khalees, though, right? Yeah. Oh, see, she's... Milkshake? Wait, is this? No! Oh, okay. So who sings Milkshakes. Oh my god. Was so upset because Beyonce sampled one of Khalees' songs on the album. She sampled her song on Beyonce's song, Energy. And apparently she never asked Khalees permission. So Kalisa was extremely upset about this. Let me read what Khalees said. Pissed online. She said, my mind is blown too because the level of disrespect and utter ignorance of all of all three parties involved is astounding. She's, the three parties mean everyone who is working together to write this song. I've heard about this the same way everyone else did. Nothing is ever as it seems. Some of the people in this business have no soul or integrity and they have everyone fooled oh my god girl you better watch what you say about beyonce or the hive is going to sting you to death someone in the comments of calice's post said she's sampling calice again i hope this time she makes it publicly known and give calice her credit and flowers oh i like beyonce but the way she stay biting someone else's shit and don't even give them credit and then calice responded to that and said it's ridiculous i mean apparently this is true beyonce did 100 sample her and not Give her credit, which is shady. But I heard that Khalees doesn't even have rights to her music. So technically, she didn't have to get Khalees' permission to do so. She had to get the producers who made the song. who One of them is Pharrell, I believe. So she just had to get the okay from Pharrell, who worked on this album with her. So they were probably just working on it. Pharrell just slipped the beat in or whatever. You know, he slipped it in and (laughs) didn't even think twice about it. And now Beyoncé's getting the blame because it is Beyoncé's song. It definitely is shady, I feel, for Khalees. They should give her credit. Khalees said Beyoncé should just give her the respect of letting her know, at least.
1: So all of you Beyoncé fans, knock yourselves out. I'm not mad like that. It's not about me being jealous. Jealous of someone using my song? That's the dumbest, most ignorant thing I've ever heard. Like, grow up. And the reality is, is that it's frustrating. I have the right to be frustrated. Why? Because no one had the human decency to call and be like, yo, hey, would like to use your record. From one artist to another, you should have the decency and the common sense and the courtesy to call, reach out. A manager, an agent, anybody just should be like, yo, heads up, this is what we're thinking, this is what we're doing. Even if you're gonna do it anyway, Just common decency, like I said. I was actually, last night, I was posting on my Bounty and Full page just doing my own thing. And then I saw one of my fan pages and someone was like, oh, that's a collaboration. Collaboration between B and Khalees. No, it's not a collaboration, it's called thievery because the collaboration, the definition of collaboration, it means that we are working together. There's no working together if you are not even checking to see if everything's cool. That's a problem, okay? I would never do that to another artist, for real. I never have, I never would. Why, because what's the point?
0: And I agree, but I'm sure when they were making it, it was kind of just between Pharrell and he cleared the whole thing. And Beyonce was doing a million things at once and probably just did not even think about it. So we're not going to trash Beyonce for this, but I do feel for and Hopefully she gets like some money and her proper credit for the track. Okay, next thing I want to talk about is everyone's favorite loud lesbian lover, Jojo Siwa. So Jojo Siwa, the TikTok star mogul, She was doing that trend where you flash your phone on a picture of someone and you'll do it for a category. So category is rudest celebrity you ever met. You flash your phone, but for like a second, you turn it around really quick to the camera or it'll be like your celebrity crush and you'll turn around for a second. So if someone really wants to go see it, they can save your video, go to their camera roll, put it in slow-mo and screenshot it. But some people do it so fast you can't even see. I've been a detective for this whole thing. Sherlock Holmes, who everyone is trying to bang, who everyone hates. I love this trend. I think it's so much tea. People are just, you know, for free. They're giving us all this tea for free just to join a trend. I love it. We need to do this with celebrities' debit cards. That's what we need to do. They need to flash it. out. you know, screenshot that shit. But JoJo did it and she revealed who her rudest celebrity she ever met was. And shocking, it was not Abby Lee Miller. I know, right? It was actually Candace Cameron Bure of Fuller House. T Cameron Cannon Bure seems like a Karen. So I'm not really surprised by this. And the whole cast of that show is really problematic. So they're all kind of weasels paying for her daughter to get into college. The other star of that show, and then only going to jail for like five seconds you know the fuller house cast gets away with a lot so i'm glad candace cameron beret was called out and jojo apparently did not do the phone turn quick enough so everyone saw maybe she did it on purpose oh she wanted to expose cameron and she took her opportunity so anyway everyone was shitting on cameron online hashtag cancel cameron and cameron responded cameron wanted to plead her case why is she the rudest celebrity ever She said, I immediately tried to reach out to her through mutual friends. My publicist contacted her manager and I DM'd her because I don't know what happened. I don't know. That's risky though, right? Like, please tell me why I'm the rudest person ever. Because what if JoJo Siwa does it on a public platform and you really did something bad, but you don't remember? That's like asking someone like, please cancel me. Please expose me. You're playing with fire, Candace Cameron Bure. And JoJo Siwa may burn you. But she did get a response from JoJo in private. And she said, JoJo actually didn't want to tell me what had happened because she says it's so silly. She felt bad. And that's why it just wasn't a big deal to her. But then she said, this is why she's the rudest. I met you at the Fuller House premiere when I was 11 years old. I feel like that that show did not come out that long ago. What is JoJo 18 now? Wow. Time flies. So she said, I met you at the Fuller House premiere when I was 11 years old and we were all on the red carpet. I'd come up to you to say, hi, can I have a picture with you? And you said, not right now. And then proceeded to do whatever you were doing and take pictures with other people on the red carpet.
1: <laughs> you know, I didn't think this was going to go viral. And I said, well, it, it was a big deal. But but what, what did I do? She said, you know, I met you at the Fuller House premiere and I was 11 years old. And we were all on the red carpet. And when I had, co- I had come up to you and I said, can I have a picture with you? And you said to me, not right now. And then proceeded to do what you were doing and take pictures with other people on the red carpet. And I was like, oh, Jojo, I'm, I'm so sorry.
0: So she responded to the whole thing in a video and said, oh, Jojo, I'm so sorry. And she apologized and she tried to make it all better. She wasn't really exposed. That hard and JoJo apparently replied, "Yeah, you weren't even mean." And I get it now as an adult. When you're on the red carpet and everything's happening, you're being pulled in all these different directions. But at the time, I was 11. When JoJo said Candace Cameron Bure was the root of celebrity, I thought she like punched her in the face, ripped her bow out, shoved the bow down her throat, and called her the Diesler. I thought something. Cr- I thought some crazy exposing was about to happen. But she was like, she just didn't take a photo with me. And is no one else being rude to JoJo Siwa out here? I didn't, I mean, I know JoJo what demands respect. Like, she's not the the littlest or quietest little lesbian in the room. But I really thought people were, you know, kind of disrespectful to JoJo. I'm just surprised she hasn't had any ruder ruder encounters. I feel like there's a lot of bitches out there in Hollywood. I'm just surprised that this story. I feel like maybe JoJo didn't want to call out the real person. Maybe there was some realty she didn't even want to get into. So she was like, "Let me call out cameras, Cameron." you know, get a little PR. So anyway, apparently they settled it. Good for them. Love that for them. And then Candace's daughter wanted to get in on the whole thing and called out Jojo for being too soft. She called her a fucking snowflake. She said, respectfully saying no to taking a photo with you is not a rough experience. This generation is so sensitive and has zero backbone. Grow up. There are bigger issues in the world than this. She really pulled out the Kim. There's people that are dying. She continued. For someone to say that they didn't want to take a photo with you or that it's a bad time because they're working is not a rough experience. There are people who are dying in other countries and their children who are starving. Those people are having a rough experience. Okay, bitch. Camera's kind of beret's daughter. That's a fallacy. Stop comparing people in a third world country to what Jojo Siwa went through. They can both be bad experiences, okay? Just because someone is starving in Africa does not mean Jojo did not want to get her picture that day. Why, why, they can both be experiencing pain. Okay, Cameron's, Cameron's daughter, shut the fuck up. What if Cameron, for some reason, was JoJo's idol? And that photo meant a lot for her. And then she says no, spits in her face, and takes photos with everyone else at the party. That's kind of rude. If my idol did that, if Arna Grande did that to me, she didn't take a photo with me, but took a photo with all the other gays in the room, I would literally cry myself to sleep. Like, I would not be okay for months. So, JoJo, girl, I feel you. Um, Yeah, and JoJo responded, I will say because I had a bad experience, that doesn't mean she's an awful human. I think it was just an inconvenient time for her. And little 11-year-old me just was so pumped and excited. But that doesn't mean she's the worst human ever. You know what? I agree. She's basically like, she is a bitch. But she's not the worst person ever. But she is a bitch. So what can we learn from this? I think an easy lesson here is to just be kind to everyone all the time. You never know who is watching. You never know what could come back from this just be a generally kind decent person and you would never get caught in a situation like this you don't want to have a reputation for being rude or mean or thinking you're better or disrespectful to people who come up to you who you maybe don't think are good or not being kind to everyone even if you don't think they're important or who you can get something from you treat everyone with the same amount of respect be nice to every single person as you would want them to do to you do unto others as what you would have them do to you I suggest you don't fuck with my sis Cause she comfortable Comfortable in my skin Cozy with who I am
1: Comfortable in my skin Cozy Cozy Comfortable in my skin Cozy with who I am I love myself goddamn Cozy
0: Our dear Dula Peep was in trouble this week. Someone's got to call her Dula Peep now that Wendy's off the air and has that swollen foot and Graves' disease. So Dula Peep had a concert in Toronto this weekend up in Canada with Drake and Justin Bieber. And at the end of the show, everything went to plan. The whole show went great. You know, people were bumping to don't start now. And at the end of the number, someone in the arena lit off fireworks that they illegally brought in. And I'm talking like mortars, like big fireworks, making a design in the sky, red, green, blue, like it was a fireworks show indoors. And we've all seen those videos online of people setting off fireworks on the ground. It can get bad. It can be hilarious and so comical, but it can be very bad, real quick, car alarms, explosions. So someone literally brought in fireworks as the show was ending, and Dula was, like, walking off stage because the show is over, and she runs back and is, like, looking over the crowd, you know, hand over eyes, like, top of her eyes, looking... her and her dancers were so confused they didn't know what was going on people were scared someone in the section said we were right next to the fireworks i thought it was a gun at first i saw people running and screaming and wasn't sure if someone snuck them in or if it was just a poor setup and people are like traumatized these days even in canada they probably see all this shit that goes on in america shooting every single day politicians that don't want to do anything about it because they get money from selling guns and just people dying from gun violence and not to mention, you know, people dying at concerts. There's been a lot of those in recent years, Ariana Grande, Travis Scott, like shit just goes bad. I'm sure all of us have had a shooting in an area near us that they just thought was too close. I live in Chicago, so you know, their shootings. There were just uh, that 4th of July um, parade massacre shooting. That was literally, 40 minutes from my house so people are stunned these days they're scared and three people were actually injured by these fireworks that went off thank god no one died but they were injured they had to be seen by the medics at the arena thank god there were medics there they were very prepared for you know to treat people so good for dua and her team they're fine now but how did they even get in with them that's so scary i don't know how can you test for fireworks because there's not like metal in them But that's so scary. Now they're going to have to, you know, add tests for that. And they probably hid them in like a tampon container or something or, you know, something stupid in their bag, in their bra, thinking they're slick and thinking they want to like add their own finale to the show or something. It's so annoying. That's so scary. Don't be that idiot because you're going to ruin concerts for us more than they already are now. Uh, Dula Peep responded to this. She said, last night, unauthorized fireworks went off in the crowd during my set in Toronto, creating a safe and and creating a safe and inclusive space at my shows is always my first priority and my team and i are just as shocked and confused by the events as all you are bringing this show to life for my fans has been such an amazing experience and i'm so deeply sorry for anyone who was scared felt unsafe or whose enjoyment of the show was affected in any way i think that's a good way to respond to it again they had precautions set in place so Thank God, no sweat off doula's back. But now what are they going to do? They're going to add more precautions and more security. It's so annoying. But at the same time, what can we learn from this? You better follow all the safety precautions. You better do your part in making public spaces safe for everyone, everywhere you go. If the safety precautions are absurd and you think they're crazy and, you know, you don't want to do them, you better do them. Like Arna Grani said, after the Manchester attack, she was talking about how her safety precautions are insane now and you can only bring a clear bag the size of like a pencil case. She was like, sorry that it's annoying, but you better bring that clear bag or you're not coming in. You better do everything. You better wear a mask if it's recomm- or demanded. You better bring a clear bag. You better do everything to make everyone feel safe because no one feels safe in public these days and you can't be that person. Let's talk about someone else going on tour and experiencing negative emotions. Emo boy, Shawn Mendes. Sean Mendez is the most emo boy. He's always posting on Instagram about his mental health. He's like, guys, I'm doing bad today. Or, guys, I'm doing good today. I got outside and walked to my dog and skipped some rocks and wrote a book on a hammock. Anyway, he is not doing good with his mental health right now. I genuinely feel bad. So first, Sean postponed his tour that he's currently on. He said, I've been touring since I was 15. And to be honest, it's always been difficult to be on the road and away from friends and family. After a few years off the road, I felt like I was ready to dive back in, but that decision was premature and unfortunately the toll of the road and the pressure has caught up to me and I've hit a breaking point. After speaking with my team and health professionals, I need to take some time to heal and take care of myself and my mental health, first and foremost. As soon as there are more updates, I promise you guys, I will let you guys know, I love you. So, he just postponed it first for a few months. He was really feeling the pressure. Going on tour, though, is how celebrities these days make their money. So, this is like Sean's big money maker. So, it would be a big decision to completely cancel. I'm sure he had a million people in his ear being like, Sean, just get through it. Sean, just we'll bring a therapist on tour. You know, your family can come on tour. So, these days with just streaming and everything, you're really sacrificing a lot for your mental health to cancel this tour. But, Yesterday, he literally came out and said he doesn't even want to finish it. He's just going to cancel it. He said he wasn't totally prepared for the toll that being back on the road would take on him and decided to cancel the tour after insulting with an incredible group of health professionals. Then he finished, I started this tour excited to finally get back playing live shows after a long break due to the pandemic. But the reality is I was not ready at all for how difficult touring would be after this time away. It has become more clear that I need to take the time I've never taken personally to ground myself and come back stronger yeah I mean imagine how hard being on tour would be but I feel like a lot of celebrities they just bring their family with I wonder if that was like the main factor or it's something else maybe I know he deals with a lot of like stage anxiety and just kind of like self-esteem issues he always talks about how he doesn't feel like a celebrity and he's not special enough or important enough or cool enough and if people saw the real him they you know wouldn't think he's good enough he's talking about how he doesn't think his shows are entertaining are entertaining enough and he always has to do these extra things to make himself feel good and that he had to talk with his therapist about what he can do to make his shows better because he would always have anxiety before he went on that the people in the crowd would be bored or they wouldn't like it or they would feel like they wasted their money after the show and he was saying that his, ther- that his therapist just said to connect with the audience and be yourself and feel like they're spending a night with you basically but I feel like the pressure just got to him of wanting to put on a good show all the time. He's someone who's just super hard on himself with everything. So while I can pick on him for posting about his mental health, I also really commend him because it's so relatable to be honest, being that hard on yourself and being in that pressure cooker of tour is just going to make all that pressure times 10 and have a lot coming down at you at once. And it's a lot to try to be perfect for. And it's a lot of people to try to be perfect for. So I get that maybe he just needed – this break but I hope he gets back on his feet but what can we learn from this your mental health as hard as it may be as much as we have jobs and schedules your mental health has to come first you're nothing without your mental health you have to treat it like your physical health like you would go to the doctor for you know you wouldn't go to work and work out if you feel super sick because you would get other people sick it's kind of like your mental health you shouldn't well I get that you have to you know continue to go out but you shouldn't want to go out and try to give yourself to the world if you're not in the best mental state you should always take time to work on you and put that first because that will rub off on other people and how could you spread love and help create the environment and oneness of the world that we all live in if you do not feel love within yourself you know to help others and spread love to them you have to help yourself first fixing your mental health first and becoming the best you is going to trickle into every single part of your life and you will be astounded by how amazing it makes every other aspect of your life times 10 times a million so always work on your mental health first it is the groundwork for everything speaking of sean mendez let's talk about his ex-girlfriend or maybe ex-pr stunt partner camila cabello so i don't know if you guys know but 727 is a national holiday actually an international holiday because it is the day that the legendary girl group fifth harmony was formed i'm such a fifth harmony stan i always have been they were like that girl group for my generation growing up i don't know if like the 12 year olds these days like are attached to fifth harmony like i am i guess not because you know they haven't put out a single that did numbers since 2016 which is getting so far away oh how the time flies six years ago yeah, so maybe Fifth Harmony is a, doesn't mean as much to the younger generation anymore, but every generation has a girl group, and that was mine. Them and li, them and Little Mix, they comforted and guided all the gay boys of that time, and I stand them. I listen to their music all the time. My favorite Fifth Harmony song is Sledgehammer. It's not work from home. Everyone's just work from home. Mine is Sledgehammer. That song will go down in history. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. I can't explain to you why. Just the dance, the beat, the whole vibe of it i like the synth i don't know i fucking stand that song i know the whole dance but anyway 727 just passed and that means that fifth harmony was formed 10 years ago that's crazy a decade ago fifth harmony's formed. just like let that sink in these girls are still young and they've been in this business for a long time they were formed when camila was just 15 years old and this this means a lot to fans so they were like celebrating 727 online posting their favorite memories and listening to the album and everything and the girls don't always recognize the anniversary especially since they broke up Oddly, they're not gonna do that and you know especially Camila because she's the one that broke them up she's the one that left so you think she doesn't want to talk about it it's negative press is gonna cause beef she doesn't want to deal with it but Camila actually had such a heartfelt post to talk about Fifth Harmony this week and it shocked me so She posted a picture of all of them looking so fucking young. They all look like fetuses in the photo I'm looking at right now. Like Normani looks like she's fresh out the womb. It's wild looking back. And she said, 10 years since this fucking wild ride. Crazy to think that when this picture was taken, we barely knew each other. And the journey we were about to go on would change our lives forever. I want to remember the laughs and inside jokes and the pinch me I'm dreaming moments. Please let's all forget the times when I would do my own eyeliner. Thanks. Much love and happiness to these ladies, Fifth Harmony. And thanks to the fans who had fun with us along the way. And then she posted another photo of them and said, look at all these innocent little babies. We have, we all have armpit hair now. We had some good laughs inside jokes and a fucking wild ride. Much love and happiness to these ladies. And thanks to everyone who supported us and went so hard for us along the way. Uh, that was me. And I'm still going hard for you guys. I'm paying the residual checks for Dinah Jane, Allie Brooke, and Lauren Hareggi, who are not really known anymore when I stream Sledgehammer every single day. So I'm keeping their careers alive. Shout out to me. But I was so shocked that Camila did that. And I really love that she did that because she's choosing to remember the group for the good times and not the bad times when she left or when they threw her off the stage at the VMAs, you know, she she doesn't want to think about those times. She wants to think about the time when they really were sisterhood and they were going through this life changing traumatic almost. They all say it's traumatic. They're like, we were overworked. We were slaves. We were trapped in our contract. It was some deep shit. You know, first one of those ladies to write a tell all wins. I cannot wait to read that so fucking fast, but she's remembering it for the good times and how it changed their lives. And all of the fond memories that they have together as friends, not even just girl group members, as friends. And I'm obsessed with it. Other girls posted too. Normani, um, she just said she's forever grateful. And thank you to the fans. Dinah Jane said, oh my God, how the time flies. Uh, happy 10 years, Me, mijitas. That was Spanish. I don't know what it says. Love y'all always. Lauren and Allie, I don't even know if they posted, but I'm so happy they all did that because it did end kind of bad you know when they called out Camila for leaving and only telling them through her representatives and not to their face and Camila getting trashed online they're remembering the good so that's what we can learn from this just because something ended in a bad way or there was like one part one bad part of some relationship you had or people grew apart choose to remember the good in every relationship you had and cherish it because it's a big part of your life even with a breakup don't you know burn the photos and never want to talk about them or think about them again it was a big part of your life so cherish all the good times if you can like i'm sorry if it's too hard or it really really ended in a bad way then don't but if you can by any way inside you try to stay in touch with that person and be friends and be so happy that the time you shared was good well it lasted and you learned so much and you grew so much and you learned a lesson from it. You don't have to be like BFFs but you can be cordial and talk every now and then. It seems like so sad to me. I really struggle with this with being able to like permanently say goodbye to someone I'm in touch I'm I'm in touch with like everyone, friends from high school, guys I used to talk to. I can't like let someone go fully because they were a big part of my life and I get so emotionally attached to everyone I was friends with and that like I don't want to forget them. And I've learned that from, like, my parents, they say, to always stay in touch with people. And I always see, you know those videos where they're, like, I asked 10 dying people what their biggest regrets in life are. And they're, like, staying in touch or not staying in touch with friends as much as I should have. So just always stay in touch with people. Put your ego aside and just try to celebrate the little moments in life that you shared with them. Wait, furthering that point, I meant to say, did you guys see that Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bessette walked a red carpet? this week together and they didn't just walk that red carpet they were like holding hands they were had their arm around each other because they play the love interest together in high school musical the musical the series so they have to like put on all this public pr and act like their best friends in front of everyone after the whole drama driver's license drama that was literally like the twilight saga in real life like people were dying joshua Bassett was taken to the hospital because of all the hate he was getting after olivia wrote that breakup song about him that made him seem like the worst person on earth worse than jake gyllenhaal you know he put that near-death experience behind him and he's cordial with olivia and their friends and they're able to work it out and you know smile pretty for the camera so good for them for moving on too and still being able to like see the good and what they do together and everything like that Shake that ass and i pretty tickle or beat get your ex up, get your math up. I'ma back it up, back it, back it up. I'm a bussy, pussy, 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 back it up. I see them bright sweats. I see a blank Must be the cash, cause it ain't your face. It must be the cash cause it ain't your face. Now do it, baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, spin it, spin it, baby. Okay, so the last thing I wanna talk about is that the TikTok efication of instagram must be stopped yes we love tiktok but tiktok needs to stay tiktok and instagram needs to stay instagram and i think everyone can agree with that only you can be you only i can be me stop trying to be me these bitches are biting tiktok everyone you want to have reels you want to have shorts everyone's biting tiktok's swag they're gonna get rabies from biting tiktok so much so anyway y'all are on instagram obviously everyone in the world is on instagram it's like requirement at this point to exist if you don't if you don't have an instagram you're dead by the government you're pronounced dead so anyway y'all are on instagram and you know how instagram has gone downhill let's be real people hate instagram now there's so many ads they have that whole shopping section trying to make tiktok a marketplace trying to squeeze our money out of us already more than they do trying to put fucking links into what you're wearing into your bio Link in my bio. Link in my affiliate links. Tap this to see where we're We're over it. Stop trying to get us to buy your shit off Instagram. We don't care what outfit you're wearing. We want to see our friends. Where did our friends go? I haven't seen my bitch from high school in three years on the fucking timeline because y'all are suppressing her post. They only show you like recommended posts now or sponsored posts. You don't even see people you follow. They have reels. You don't get to see friends or anything you're really interested in anymore. It's Instagram it's kind of just something we all go on from habit now they have stories you know why isn't instagram just instagram anymore and they were about to make it even worse they were about to add an even bigger update that was basically going to make instagram so much like tiktok it was going to be like some freaky friday shit some embarrassing obsessive trying to be me shit they were going to do full screen videos like tiktok so just your whole screen is a big old video of someone they're going to make reels more prominent and even more recommended posts of them so where you would basically have a for you page and they were going to implement this test soon and they actually implemented it to a few lucky winners like the fucking hunger games I mean the odds ever being your favorite if you get that awful update i'm sorry if you did but they were going to make instagram even more like tiktok further away from what we love it we want to see our friends we want to see the cute you know photoshopped totally fake photos of their life that they're posting and we we, we eat that shit up we we want to see how people are romanticizing their lives bring that back in chronological order bitch so someone posted the other day on instagram on like they posted a photo of this quote that they want to say and it says i was seeing a post from a friend underneath three reels and a recommended post that was six days old stop trying to be tiktok i just want to see cute photos of my friends again and guess who reposted that the two no i'm sorry the king and queen because kylie jenner is a king the king and queen of instagram kim kardashian and kylie jenner reposted that calling for instagram reform kim is passionate about justice reform but also instagram reform that is number one number two is justice reform She wants Instagram reform. That's why she went to law school. But anyway, they just want fucking Instagram to be Instagram again. So basically after Kim and Kylie reposted it, everyone started to see and everyone's like, you know what? We agree. We're basically going to get off this app unless Instagram stops this new update. It was some Hunger Games revolution and Kim and Kylie were the Mockingjay calling for reform. And guess what? Instagram listened. Instagram is no longer doing that update. That's crazy. They work so hard on an update, you know, making the coding for it. I don't know what they do, all that mumbo jumbo. But you know, they prepared this whole update ready to implement it. And then just because of some negative feedback, they no longer want to do it. So they said, based on our findings and community feedback, we're pausing the full screen test on Instagram so we can explore other options. And we're temporarily decreasing the number of recommendations you see in your feed so we can improve the quality of your experience. Wow. They really listen. This is what we've been asking for. This is what we wanted the whole time. Yes. Decrease the number of recommendations. Please. We don't care. As much as you are trying to recommend it and steal our user data, we don't care. Instagram continued, I'm glad we took a risk. If we're not failing every once in a while, we're not thinking big enough or bold enough. But we definitely need to take a big step back and regroup. We've learned a lot. Then we will come back with some sort of new idea or iteration. So we're going to work through that. So Kim and Kylie literally stopped the changing of Instagram. And I'm happy with that. I think, yes, it's good to try new things and potentially fail. I feel like we can definitely learn from that. You know, don't be afraid to try something else. Or admit that you're wrong or, you know, and go back to what you're doing before. Or don't be afraid of trying a bunch of new things. There's no shame in that until you find the right one. You know, there's no shame in starting over again and again until you find something that works for you. I think that's how a lot of success happens after a bunch of failures. But unfortunately, I think Instagram was just so focused on money they wanted money from everything they wanted to get more users they wanted to sh- sell shit to people have all these sponsored posts that they just had so many failures in a row with how they were updating their app and they need to just go back to their roots so i'm so happy about the situation and i'm so happy instagram seems to be learning finally it only took them like six fucking years well thank you guys so much for listening to pop culture university today i hope you had a good time and like hanging out with me i love talking about all this shit with you guys so It means the absolute most. I hope you have a good weekend, and definitely listen to Beyoncé's album. It will make you feel so confident and empowered if you go out this weekend. And yeah, I love Beyoncé. I don't even want to go to bed tonight because I just want to listen to the album all night. I'm I can't stop thinking. Eighty percent of the time, I'm talking about Renaissance, and the other twenty percent of the time, I'm just praying for someone to bring it up so I can talk about Renaissance more. That's exactly how I feel. But it's definitely gonna be my mood for the for the weekend. I'm excited to get out and let loose. I'm still scared of monkeypox though. So I'm gonna like try to like not touch anyone. But if it gets bad, if monkeypox gets that bad and spread, I'm not going out. I don't think you should either. But anyway, thank you for listening today. I love you guys. Be safe this weekend. Be safe and confident and bad bitches. Rate this podcast five star Spotify Apple Podcast screenshot you listening to it post on your instagram story and tag me and i will hit you up in the dms it means so much it helps you know spread the word or like tweet about it or something like that um everyone on tiktok has been calling my voice like so feminine and annoying lately it's because i've been posting about like andrew tate and DaBaby, baby but i'm not even insecure about my voice i like my voice i think it's yeah a little bit feminine but kind of sexy i feel like a hotline bling girl phone sex i don't mind it sorry that was just on my mind fuck my instagram haters about my voice fuck them it's they're no they're on my instagram too and my youtube all that shit so i'm not gonna let the haters break my soul or break my whole okay anyway somebody needs to take this mic away from me have a great weekend love you see you next time okay bye thank you for listening to believe